Listen up, everyone. It's the holidays, and sometimes they can be a real bitch. You're around a bunch of weird family you only see like twice a year, and Uncle Randy is getting blitzed out of his mind on a 24-pack of bush while complaining about people's pronouns. You need to take the edge off, and you can do so with our friends at Cornbread Hemp CBD. Cornbread Hemp has been a trusted partner of ours for a long time, in fact, almost two full years. They're a family-owned company from Kentucky that is crowdfunded, none of that corporate cash, and loves what they do. They have great products like delicious CBD THC gummies, CBD oil, balm, even CBD for your pets. Big Dog loves it, trust me. You can use our promo code BANJO, B-A-N-J-O, to get 25% off at checkout at cornbreadhemp.com. That's C-O-R-N-B-R-E-A-D-H-E-M-P.com. Use that and get the relief that you need. And tell Uncle Randy that nobody gives a shit what he thinks about people's pronouns, but they do give a shit that he's pissed drunk and ate all the peach cobbler. for Appalachian of the Year are Appalachian Forager, Ash Orr, Danielle Kirk, and Philip Bowen. All nominees in other categories. If I had an envelope, I'd open it right now, but I'll put in some drum rolls. Appalachian of the Year is who else but... Welcome back, everybody. This is Applied Latcher. My name is Chuck Corn. I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful Callie Pruitt. This is the final show of 2022, and uh, it's a banger because it's the award show. It's the one thing you've all been waiting for. We had a ton of votes, and we're excited to get into it. But first, we're going to do just a little bit of a recap of this year because we, we had a hell of a year. Hell of a year. Scotty, we've got some guests from both before and after you joined the show this year. The first one that I wanted to mention and uh, highlight is Dr. Bill Turner, an incredible mm. guy who was on our radar for a little while, and he's really the authority on anything historical or otherwise related to black people in Appalachia. I don't think anybody has studied black people in Appalachia quite as much as Dr. Bill Turner and has sort of the repository of knowledge that he has on it. Yeah, he's the GOAT. A hundred percent. And he's just such an interesting guy to talk to. He has a new book out called Harlan mm -hmm. Renaissance, H-A-R-L-A-N, as, as opposed to Harlem, Harlan Renaissance. It's a fantastic book. We talked to him earlier this year in February. Callie, this is before you joined the show, but I would love your thoughts on it as a listener at the time. Fabulous personality. The interview was great. And yeah, I think that Harlan Renaissance is one of those books that kind of sticks with you too. Um, so I... I I have been really excited to throughout the year see like more and more accolades for the book and more and more accolades for him because um, he is absolutely a legend. Um, that was a really cool one for for a listener at that time. I was just listening. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's one other one that we had before you came on the show and you came on roughly in around April and, and it was Charles Booker. He was returning champion. Charles Booker he has been on this show twice now. And we always love when Charles comes on. He ran mm -hmm. for Senate against Rand Paul this year in the great Commonwealth of Kentucky. I know some people would really give me shit if I called it a state. The Commonwealth of Kentucky. Unfortunately, he didn't win. But, you know, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of resilience to actually run a race like that in Kentucky as a true progressive against someone like Rand Paul, who, while detestable, somehow manages to get reelected every single year. 
Charles Booker, I hope he remains active in Kentucky politics for a long time. I think that he's an important figure and fixture in Kentucky politics and one that I really hope continues to work and have a future in Kentucky politics because he's a really important figure and one that I think is a real change maker. Uh, but, you know, one of the best things about him, and, and this probably came through in the interview, he's just a really nice guy and really cool, really easy to talk to. And you know what? I, I, I consider him a friend. Love yeah, that guy. Yeah, he he's awesome. Um, he's the kind of politician that can really tap into the hope that people feel for the region. And I think that that was reflected in this campaign, that he was able to mobilize so many people and give so many people hope. He also just like was not afraid at all to just go all in. Like his lynching ad um, where he literally was standing under a tree with a noose around his neck um, talking about his own lynched relatives like that. There has never been a political ad to go harder than that. Um, so, yeah, he's just uh, he's he's a champion. He is. And he's he's moving the ball forward for progressives in Kentucky, even if that is sort of a slog. Sometimes he's definitely doing it. This next person was one of my personal favorites and one that you brought to the table, you flexing your North Carolinian, Western North Carolinian muscles big time with the guests coming out of the gate as you first joined this one. Chief Richard Sneed would love for you to share a little bit of your thoughts about it because I, again, one of the people that I would have never really thought about having on this show but was a huge value add and a perspective that we had not heard from yet. Yeah, I I was just so stunned by his just the way about him that he had that was so personable and so straightforward and the way that he talks about the the future of the Cherokee people in Western North Carolina was so inspiring um the way that they are going about preserving their history, preserving their language, teaching their children, passing it, passing all of their traditions down. I mean, the man, the man was amazing to have on the show, amazing person simply to, you know, have a conversation with. I felt really honored that he accepted our invitation. Um, and yes, he, I think might be my, my top favorite interview, um, of the year. I, I think that it was just, you're right. It was, it was something that really changed a lot of folks' perspectives and we got an unbelievable amount of feedback on that episode that was just overwhelmingly positive yeah yeah really really strong feedback for sure and uh you know a perspective that we want to hear from again at some point keep your eye on chief sneed he's not going anywhere anytime soon and a uh, really important figure in north carolina culture and politics and another person who's an important figure that you also secured was sherry beasley the former chief justice of the north carolina supreme court and uh, democratic nominee for u.s senate this year unfortunately she came up short as well but that was a really strong interview and and one again that brought us into a whole new realm of north carolina politics yeah. that we hadn't really tapped into before yeah and, and one of the things that i felt like was really um, important that came out of that was these kinds of elections that happen in states with only part of their state in appalachia often overlook appalachia and this interview really I think caused the campaign to sit down and have a conversation about Western North Carolina that could have potentially not happened um, until later in the campaign otherwise. And so I felt like we did a really important, um, for me, that was one of the most important interviews that we had bringing attention to the region, um, not just for, you know, our own 
benefit as a show, but I think that there was a, there was lasting impact on a campaign that meant a lot to people in the western part of the state. So I think conversations were had because of that interview that caused the campaign to to only be stronger for Western North Carolina and Appalachia. Absolutely. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. And I think um, that's something that we hope to do in the future with other guests we bring on. We want to still bring that conversation back to Appalachia, no matter, you know, if you represent Alabama, North Carolina, or hope to represent those places or any other state in the region. And speaking of Alabama, this is another heavy hitter, another political heavy hitter that you brought in. Senator Doug Jones, great state of Alabama, former United States Senator beat one of the most despicable people to ever be on a statewide ballot, Roy mm-hmm. Moore, and uh, had some some uh, some good conversation with him. Yeah, I think my favorite quote out of any of the interviews that we've done this year, or at least the one that has stuck with me the most, was from this interview. And it was when he said that so many people come up to him and say that his state votes against their own interests. And he said, mm-hmm. who the hell are you to say what is in their best interests? And I think that that is such an important thing for not only outsiders to remember, but liberals in general. Um, when we talk about communities that we don't belong to, um, you know, what is our place in that conversation? And I felt like that was such a, a strong point. And while we disagreed with Doug Jones on some of that interview, I felt like that quote has really stuck with me and has has guided a lot of conversations that I've had since we've had that interview. Yeah, I completely agree. The thing about voting against people's interests, that comes up a lot and it uh, it inspires a lot of opinions for sure. We've talked about it several times, so I won't go into it in depth, but I really appreciate that he brought that up and that he brought a really, I think, unique perspective. One that was probably more conservative than what we've had on the show in the past, which I think is a good thing. I think we want some diversity of opinion on our show. So I really loved having Senator Doug Jones on. Yeah. But let's go. Our last one, and this one is a heavy hitter. It's one that we wanted to have on the show for a long time coming and found the perfect opportunity because he had a new book coming out, Lark Ascending. The legendary, the venerable Silas House. Mm. God, I, especially with the upcoming launch of Appalachian Bookshelf, I'm particularly proud of this interview and being able to be part of his press tour for a book that is unbelievable. Um, Lark Ascending, if you haven't read it yet, I highly recommend it. If you haven't read any of his books, just pick one up. Southernmost is an amazing book. Um, I mean, he just has such a way of speaking um, about our region that taps into something in your soul. I I mean, it's in his voice, it's in his heart, it's in his writing. And that interview really took me to a, a really interesting conversation about loving a place that doesn't always love you back and and feeling at home. And I think Silas House just speaks to us Appalachians in a way that no one else does. And that interview was so, so special. Absolutely. And just going to throw it out there, easily one of the top five accents we've ever featured on the show. Oh, 100%. Great, great, wonderful. I could listen to him talk for days. And you could because he's got so much knowledge and insight and, and just interesting things to share with the world. And uh, I hope we have him on the show again because he's just a, a fantastic person to talk to. A real powerful voice for Appalachia yeah. and an important one. And one that I think, you know, is not recognized enough, in my opinion. 
But with that being said, right before we get to the awards, I know y'all are waiting for them. We do have some announcements. We do. We're going to squeeze those in real quick. Yeah. So uh, we have two new Patreon members to close out our year. Uh, I'm so happy we have a couple of limericks. So if you don't know, um, you now you do, because if you join our Patreon, even with, for as little as a dollar a month, I will write you a limerick. Um, and uh, so these, we had two folks join and I have two limericks. So excited. Um, the first one is for LK. Raise a glass to our new friend, LK. Every day she wakes up and slays from Texas with love. She's now joined our club, and Lord knows she's here to stay. Woo, Lone Star. Yeah, I love it. I used to live in Texas. Well, I've, I've lived in Texas like three different times <laughs> over the years, um, but love that. Our next one is for Lindsay. Welcome, Lindsay. Um, champagne we shall have for Lindsay. A celebration of her filled with whimsy from the bluegrass she strives to guide others through their lives. A kind-hearted helper we love. Well, I, I like this one because she's a therapist. And so guiding others through their lives. Oh, I, that's fun. Yeah. And champagne for the end of the year. You know, you got to have it. That's right. That's right. Pour one out for our homies on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Latch. You can join for as little as a dollar a month. We even have a bonus series on cryptids that we're transitioning into a series just on notable Appalachian people, places, and events. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be funny. It's going to be informative. You're going to love it. Check it out. And uh, help us out. We love you. We appreciate you. And you'll get a great limerick from Callie for it, too. So there's, like, what is there to lose other than maybe a dollar a month? You're not losing <laughs> yeah. its investment. Yes, it's an investment. If you value the interviews like those with Dr. Bill Turner, Chief Richard Sneed, or Silas House, the only way that we get to do this is because of our Patreon members. So if you value our work, if you value us recognizing people for being amazing Appalachians this year, if this award show means something to you, please support our work. We need you. Yeah, we'll know if it doesn't mean a goddamn thing to you if we don't get new members. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Kind of, of course. Our last announcement is uh, we want to talk about our the last episode that we did in November. So if you have not listened to our episode from the last week of November, do it and do it right now. It's about the climate catastrophe that is the Mountain Valley Pipeline. Uh, to jog your memory, the Mountain Valley Pipeline is the incomplete fracked gas pipeline that goes over 303 miles from northwestern Vir West Virginia to southern Virginia. We just had a huge win. In this, uh, we talk about it in the show, but here's an update for you. Um, we were able to rally the troops and we beat Manchin's dirty deal in the National Defense Authorization Act because of our listeners and the supporters of people like Power, um, the activists on the ground, the communities, Appalachian papaws, people of color, uh, women, everybody was part of this coalition to to beat this and we did and it's so exciting and we have actually partnered with power um that's spelled P-O-W-H-R, which stands for Protect Our Water, Heritage, and Rights. And they're a multi-state coalition who is truly leading the fight against the Mountain Valley Pipeline. You guys know us. 
We only partner with brands and organizations that we are very truly aligned with. And we have found that power, like we started this and we knew we were on the same page. And then as we've gone forward in this partnership over the last month, we've only been just emboldened and and more excited about our partnership with them because they're doing absolutely incredible work. Um, together, we've put together an amazing primer on the pipeline and why it's no good for Appalachia and why we still need to keep up the fight. We may have beat this dirty deal, but there is going to be a next dirty deal. So don't miss the last episode from November. It's episode number 159 called The Climate Crisis in Appalachia and Pipeline Politics. And thank you so much for supporting this partnership. Well, let's, you know, speaking of appreciation, we we have a lot of appreciation to give this episode. It's so much. It's the last one of the year. It's it's a real banger. It banged so hard, even, dare I say, quadruple bang. Yeah. Quadruple bang, because we got, (laughs) I think, quadruple the votes that we got the year before. We had a... Unbelievable amount of votes is very exciting about this award show. I'm so excited to kick it off with you. Yeah, it, it so voting went on for a week, and in the first 20 hours, not even 24 hours, we had our first thousand votes in. Just so many people responding to these artists and creators and politicians and businesses. I mean, people really showed up for the people that they care about. And that is so, so awesome. I I remember looking at the, I voted in this every year. I love the Appalachia Awards. I think that they are so meaningful. I won one two years ago in the very first award show. Um, and recognizing people for what they're doing in our region for positive work just doesn't happen enough. And so the fact that everybody showed up and we had quadruple what we had last year is just unbelievably exciting to me. Yeah, I mean, again, join the Patreon because the budget that we had to put forth to bus all those Democratic voters from San Francisco and Chicago just to get them <laughs> in on this is just, it's really run us dry. So we, we can appreciate all the help. Uh, no, I mean, this was great. Very excited. Why don't we just get into it? Let's dive right in to this beautiful, pristine pool of award winners. Appalachian Business of the Year. Callie, will you please do the honors and, and name off the nominees? Absolutely. The nominees for Appalachian Business of the Year are Dashing Sons Coffee Bar of Prestonburg, Kentucky, mm-hmm. Hill and Holler Boutique of Cumberland, Kentucky, Moonflower Hemp of West Virginia, and Paper Town Coffee of Canton, North Carolina. Now, Chuck, have you ever been to any of these? Uh, No. So I've only been to one. I mean, I'm now I'm going to make it a point to try and visit as many of these as I can. But I've been to Paper Town Coffee and whoa, like they've changed what downtown Canton it looks like. I mean, they have brought in so much business and so many people. And there, there are people walking down Main Street in Canton now because of this coffee shop. And they were one of the first people to believe in Canton with, with Mayor Zeb Smathers. And so I there's a special place in my heart for Papertown Coffee. And uh, so I just wanted to really give them a shout out for, for all of the work that they've done. Well, that's one of the reasons why we do this award show, especially this category, because we love to highlight small businesses that uh, otherwise might not get the shout out that they truly deserve. Mm-hmm. I sadly have not been to any of these places, but I really want to check them out, especially when we're we're driving. We're doing a lot of driving around um, 
North Carolina and Georgia and West Virginia lately. So would love to check them out. But Callie, um, would you like to do the honors to announce the winner? The winner is Hill and Holler Boutique of Cumberland, Kentucky. Hill and Holler is a clothing brand designed for mountain folk and the hillbilly at heart. Love that. It aims at celebrating rural Appalachian heritage and the Kentucky that is often overlooked. God. Love that. That is their that is their bio. Like mm. you couldn't write a better bio. Sold. I'm sold. I'm already yeah. sold. Support this business. Support all of these businesses that were in this list cuz you know they're all winners in our eyes. Um mm-hmm. but congratulations to Hill and Holler Boutique uh, for being the third ever Appalachian business of the year, according to ours. Do you want to go through the next category? Because this one's always a good one. Yeah, this one is great. So our next category is Appalachian Visual Artist of the Year. So we're talking painters. We're talking graphic design. We're talking any sort of art that you can look at with your eyes and see is amazing. So First up, we have Sierra Evans. Um, You can find her at SierraEvans.com. And that is Sierra spelled C-E-I-R-R-A, Evans, E-V-A-N-S.com. Next, we have Ella Floyd, um, who is an incredible young artist and and really somebody who I view as, as an up and coming Appalachian heavy, heavy hitter. Um, her, uh, Instagram handle is art by Ella CFLO. Uh, next is Lacey Hale, LaceyHale.com. Um, she is, uh, out of, out of Eastern Kentucky. She, she started the no hate in my holler. I actually have that t-shirt. Um, and finally in this category is Logan Schmidt, LoganSchmidt.com. And we'll include all these people in the show notes so you can patronize all of them. And, uh, I think, uh, are we ready to announce the winner? We're ready. We're ready. We're ready. Do you want to take a stab? Sure. Appalachian Visual Artist of the Year winner, returning champion, I believe, Lacey Hale. Woo! I think that she won the award last year, and honestly, well-deserved. She has so many really incredible things. No hate in my holler. Obviously, one of her landmark pieces, but it, it, she has so much more than just that, so you all should check her out and check out all the people that were mentioned in this because they're all incredible. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely insane talents on this list. Um, I, I, You know, I hadn't heard of Logan Schmidt until he was submitted so many times uh, as a nominee, and his work is like this beautiful kind of like dark, ethereal kind of earthy, work it's just absolutely stunning stunning work I love it um sierra evans does kind of this gritty painting and and it's it's very much like speaks of the grit of the region and ella floyd like i said up and coming heavy heavy hitter is this new like kind of like a gen z voice of appalachia who is churning out incredible material um so really really excited to to have featured all of these people and i hope you check them all out they are worth following for sure yeah, I'm always interested in finding new visual artists, especially from the region, so I'm always really pumped about these. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into this. is, um, I, I think, kind of like a new-ish category. I think we had it last year, but Appalachian politician slash statesperson of the year, another good 
when with with um you know a lot of heavy hitters, a lot of former guests of the show in this category. Yeah. Yeah, I, this one, I, I was so excited about this one. Um, we had actually, instead of four people, we had some ties in the nominations. So we had a, had a six-person category um, because so many people nominated folks. And so it was really awesome. So going through these nominees, they are Angie Hatton, Minority Whip of the Kentucky House, District 94, Brian Butcher, Morgantown, West Virginia, City Council, 7th Ward. Danielle Walker, West Virginia House of Delegates, District 51. Kayla Young, West Virginia House of Delegates, Democratic Caucus Chair, District 56. Preston Blakely, who was on the show this year, Mayor of Fletcher, North Carolina, youngest mayor in Western North Carolina. And Rosemary Ketchum uh, of the Wheeling, West Virginia, City Council. All amazing people. All amazing. all amazing people doing incredibly important work in our region. But the winner, the winner, Callie Pruitt, is Representative Angie Hatton. I should say Minority Whip Angie Hatton from the Great Commonwealth of Kentucky. Woo! Unfortunately, she lost re-election due to some horrendous redistricting challenges, but is and was an extremely important member of a vocal minority in the Kentucky House as Minority Whip. It's an important leadership position. I would say just in the past year, in the past, I believe, legislative session, she had six bills that were signed into law by the governor. That's that ain't nothing. That ain't no, and they weren't just like these cupcake bills, like renaming a post office, yada yada, that kind of stuff that Congress does. You know, they related to mental health, child support, disaster relief, employer child care assistance programs. She got shit done and does important work, especially in a state where it's very difficult to be a Democrat and get stuff done in the legislature. So very impressive and a shame that she lost re-election. And also just shout out to the rest of the nominees. They're all just incredible people and all the ones you should check out and keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah. They're, all of these people, amazing people. If they haven't been on the show, we're going to have them on because they're just awesome. Um, I, I love all of them and they all deserve they all deserve an award like this. But I'm, I'm really glad that Angie was able to to get this award before she before she leaves office. She's been an incredible advocate in the Kentucky State House. Very much so. Very much so. Well, this this next category is a really good one. It's always very competitive every single year. Very competitive. And yeah. just a big category, big, thick, with two Cs. Appalachian yeah. Creator of the Year. Three of the mm. four we've had on this show. Wow. Yeah. Wild. Wild. Appalachian Forager, as you know, uh, Whitney, the Appalachian Forager, the Mushroom Queen herself, and I think she'll take great pride mm-hmm. in that uh, title. Sierra Evans, who we mentioned before, is nominated in this category as well. Uh, our good friends, Old Gods of Appalachia, a former guests of the show as well. And then finally, Philip Bowen, who we had on just two weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely amazing. All of these people, all of these people are unbelievably talented. Uh, it's just <laughs> you're gonna say unbelievably Italian. Oh no, unbelievably <laughs> talented. So I, 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 again, this is a category where so many people <laughs> reached out and they were like, "I need to be able to vote for more than one," because <laughs> everybody wanted all of these people to win, but. Only one can win. And our winner of Appalachian Creator of the Year is the Mushroom Queen herself, Appalachian Forager. Boom. Yes. 
Not to be confused with Princess Peach. She is the queen, not the princess. That's right. That's right. I hey, I would I would rather I would rather have a mushroom queen than a peach princess, I got to say. Yeah, absolutely. She's got her queendom in order. She doesn't need to be rescued by a damn plumber and his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not. She's going to be the one doing the rescuing. She don't need no man to do that. That's right. Whit- Whitney, oh my God. I loved getting to know her this year. Um, the, uh, if you haven't listened to our episode with her, you should do it um, and go back and watch our reels. I actually went out, foraged for my own mushrooms and called her to make sure that I wasn't going to eat anything that I was going to die from. And I-, I cooked them up and I ate them. And it was just such a wonderful experience. Whitney loves to help people find that passion for the outdoors she is i i just can't say enough about her i i love her she campaigned hard for this award bitch i'm so glad you won <laughs> well deserved well deserved again you learn very important life skills on this show and all these people are more talented than me so you know think about that bar <laughs> and it's just jumping ahead of it i just want to shout out all the other nominees in this category too i think we mentioned sierra evans before please check her out if you haven't already our friends old gods of appalachia are what like i think the most popular fiction podcast in the country or close to it or the world i don't know they're they are at the top of the top and they the cream rises to the top with this kind of stuff and they are the best there is out there with this I, hands down and that's not me being biased even if i hated them even if they were detestable people i'd still say that but they're not don't worry cam and steve are wonderful amazing people and and all the people that they get to work with them and do voice acting are, are incredible they check them out, please i mean they're just doing the lord's work and then Philip Bowen, of course. I mean, my God. The man is just in- insanely talented. And we had him on our show, so listen to that interview. It's a great interview. And this next category, again, people more talented than I. One of my favorite categories, because a lot of people don't talk about this art form being associated with Appalachia, but we do. Because it flies under the radar. Absolutely. Like people, people, you know, they value the comedians of Appalachia throughout the year, but you don't really think of them as comedians because they're not like the big stand-up guys, you know? So I think that bringing this forward at the end of the year is always something that's a little bit surprising. It is, and like, I, I think that Appalachia Catching comedians is not really even a phrase that's in many people's lexicon, if you will. Hopefully, I use that yeah. word correctly, but it should be because we got some real talent. We got a stable of just raw talent, noble steeds of the comedy game, if you will. <laughs> Starting out with nominee number one, Andy Marie, who I discovered just this year on TikTok and is just incredibly She's hilarious. everyone everyone's favorite Appalachian papa. Ab- oh, yeah, you bet. She and she it is so real when it's she does so it. Real. When she does that imp- that uh that bit, that character, it is so real. I can't even begin to describe. Um yeah. Chelsea Hlosnick, I think I'm saying that right. Cody Cannon and finally, Corey Ryan Forrester, another former guest of this show, and part of the well-read comedy trio, an incredible comedian, and uh, and just all-around great guy. And the winner, Callie, do you want to do the honors on this one? Yeah, the winner of Appalachian Comedian of the Year is Andy Marie. Woo! Good job, Woo! Andy. Papaw Marie. That's what we'll call it. Papaw Marie. Papaw Andy. <laughs> I love it. Papaw Andy. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, you know, I loved her shock and surprise at being nominated, and I hope that I hope that she is equally excited to be the winner of this very prestigious and very serious category. Absolutely, Annie Marie, love her, big fan. Hopefully, she'll be a future guest of the show. This is well deserved award, and uh, and she's hilarious. So check her out. Follow them all. Follow all of them. And Corey's got a great Substack, parttimefunnyman.com, which you should subscribe to because it's good stuff. Moving on, this is is always a competitive category. Always a good one. And and really just, I think we're going to have a lot more discussion about books in the year to come, as we've mentioned. But Appalachian Book of the Year, Callie, who were our nominees? Our nominees this year are Another Appalachia by Nima Avashia, Lark Ascending by Silas House, The Life and Times of Jenny Wiley by William J. Smith, and Y'all Means All, The Emerging Voices of Queering Appalachia by Zane McNeil. All All amazing books. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All worthy. All should be winners, but there can only be one. all right, and the winner of Appalachian Book of the Year is Y'all Means All by Zane McNeil. Y'all Means All is a celebration of the weird and wonderful aspects of Appalachia in, in all of their glory. This collection is a thought-provoking hoot and a holler of we're queer and we're here to stay because we're every bit a piece of the landscape as the rocks and the trees. I love that, and I, I, have, I have this this book I've read this book it is really impactful and it's I'm so glad that it is being highlighted absolutely and uh this is another person that we should be and will be having on the show at some point I'm sure but I I think like any time that we can highlight and lift up queer voices in Appalachia it is extremely important that we do so and especially in order to distinguish from Queer Appalachia, which, as you all know, is a disgraced organization that we have called out on this show multiple times and will continue doing so until we get some financial transparency. Where but are the papers, Queer Appalachia? Show us some motherfucking receipts. I've been waiting for literally two years. Uh, and, you know, all these books are incredible. I, the, I have not read... Y'all means all, and I haven't read The Life and Times of Jenny Wiley, but I'm sure that they're wonderful. I know that you've you've uh, testified for at least one of those. Lark is sending in another Appalachia, two of the best books come mm-hmm. out of the region by far, and uh, and more to come. So check out Appalachian Bookshelf, too, because yeah. I'm sure these will be on our Appalachian Bookshelf. Absolutely. All right, next one is one that I am so excited about. I, it's a big one. I, you guys know I'm very political. I, I That's one of the reasons you? why I'm on this show <laughs> Get that. Get out of here. I'm very political and I love it when people of this region stand up and do the hard work of activism. So this category is Appalachian Organizer and Activist of the Year. Callie loves a good activist. Oh, I do, man. Don't don't even get her started on it. <laughs> I do. In fact, but but please please start. Yes. On it. So our you can absolutely get started. Our on nominees it. for this category are Ash Orr, Danielle Kirk, Jamie Miller, and Misty Skaggs. Could not have picked a more powerful category of people 
unbelievable organizers. Ash Orr doing incredible work in, in the West Virginia legislature. Danielle Kirk was an organizer in Eastern Kentucky for the Charles Booker campaign. Jamie Miller working for the West Virginia ACLU um, and, and doing art uh, that is incredibly political. And Misty Skaggs, who is um, the the main voice of, of the uh, Eastern Kentucky Mutual Aid Organization. Just all so so freaking great people yeah and shout out to jamie miller for getting a book deal uh with kentucky yeah, University yeah Press very recently. excited about that can't wait to read absolutely very excited to read it callie do you want to do the honors of announcing this winner though this winner a heavy hitter of the region absolute appalachian unit the winner of the Appalachian Organizer and Activist of the Year is Misty Skaggs. Even if you're not religious, Misty, doing the Lord's work when it comes to taking care of her people. She, EKY Mutual Aid, and, and what Misty mm-hmm. is doing, such a powerful organization that's like completely grassroots, puts money directly in the hands of people that need it. She, they, they were such a vital resource during the catastrophic flooding this year, but they've been such a vital resource throughout the entire year and since the pandemic. Nobody, I think, can really do this as effectively as Misty can because she's so in touch with her community and knows exactly who the people are, what their needs are. Metroid is a really important concept and one that, if done effectively, can be extremely powerful and Misty does that. There's nobody more deserving of this award, I think. And uh and check them out and make sure you give them money. <laughs> yeah, she really does. I mean, Eastern Kentucky Mutual Aid literally started at the beginning of the campaign sorry, at the beginning of the campaign. At the beginning of the pandemic, handing out hand sanitizer to people on the street. And they have grown into a well-respected, well-organized, well-oiled machine. And I I think that that is a credit to Misty. I know that she would say that it's a team effort and that is Misty for you. That is just who she is. But I, I'm really, really so happy that our audience had the had the knowledge and and the know how to know what she is putting in and how much of herself that she is giving to this cause. EKY Mutual Aid is is there to fill the gaps in society, in our government, and in our world where people fall through the cracks. And so I think the work she does is so incredibly important. Moving on to uh, some music-related ones, we've got Appalachian Song of the Year. There were some really good ones here, Callie. I, uh, all these yeah. artists are just incredible. Really, really great. The nominees for Appalachian Song of the Year are Anymore by Philip Bowen, Can I Take My Hounds to Heaven by Tyler Childers, Old Kanawha by Philip Bowen, again, two in this category, and Russell County Line by 49 Winchester. All good ones. All good ones. Yeah, all really Can only good. be one winner, and it is Can I Take My Hounds to Heaven by Tyler Childers off of his brand Woo! new album, an incredible, unbelievable album this year. Tyler Childers, frequent guest of this award show, hopefully a future guest of this actual <laughs> show one day. We're trying. We really are. But uh, yeah, very well earned, and all of those songs are incredible. I hope you all listen to all of them. 
Yeah, I, I'm so I'm so impressed by Philip and his work. And I know that we just had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, but go back and listen to that. His joy and vibrancy is unmatched. So I'm really glad that he was nominated twice. I actually before this before this category and before the nominations didn't know 49 Winchester. Well, I'm a fan now. They're fabulous kind of like a a funky folk rock band i i love them and russell county line is a great song so um all 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 of these folks absolutely fabulous love it yeah same and maybe we'll uh re-up our playlist on spotify or something for all of y'all to be enjoying all of these artists Speaking yeah. of, we got uh, one to go along with this to supplement it, I should say. Appalachian Musician slash Band of the Year. This was another mm-hmm. list of incredible people and uh, musicians, uh, songwriters, singers, what have you. We've got 49 Winchester again, Clover Lynn, a.k.a. Hillbilly Gothic, who you will recognize from our show, Philip Bowen, again, who you will also recognize from our show, and The Local Honeys, who you will also recognize as being a guest on this show. I didn't know that The Local Honeys had been on the show before. Yeah. I mean, for the Under the Radar segment. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. (laughs) I just was thinking just interviews. Well. I'm an idiot. Technically speaking, they have. Yes. So... All right, so the winner of Appalachian Musician or Band of the Year is the Local Honeys. Oh, Get some of that man. honey. I love the I love the Local Honeys, and and one of them, I, I you know I love Linda Jean, but I don't know her. Um, but I know Montana Hobbs really well. I work with her. She's on the board of of my organization, Appalachians for Appalachia. She's just a wonderful person who does so much to give back to the community. Um, the local honeys have done a ton for for Eastern Kentucky in the wake of the flood, um, and they're just they're so dang good. I mean, their voices can be hauntingly beautiful, and they can also be absolutely cutthroat, powerful singers. They deserve this award. I'm thrilled that they won. I am thrilled too. They they're very deserving of it. All of these, all of these nominees are deserving all of this of list people. and this award. Uh, but happy for mm-hmm. the local honeys because they're an incredible band and one that I discovered because of you and because of the show. So, very excited about that. This next one always a good one, and I think this was our closest, one of our closest, second closest voting uh, category: yeah. Appalachian organization slash nonprofit of the year. Yeah, this one was a lot of fun. Um, we had a lot, a lot of of uh, nominations in this category, so you know that people really care about this one. Appalachian organization or nonprofit of the year. Our nominees are Apple Shop, Aspire Appalachia, Black by God, The West Virginian, Hindman Sediments. Woo, sorry, <laughs> and. Heinemann Settlement School. Yeah, a little bit of Haywood County accent sneak back in there for a hot second. I did. I did. I'm getting really excited about, about announcing. Yeah, when you get excited about organizations, that's when it comes out. You like to see it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. The margins on this were wild. You you, you put the, together the numbers, and the winner won by 0.9%. Only 0.9%. Yeah, every vote counts. Every vote counts. Even in award mm-hmm. shows. Even in award shows run by us. And, you know, we've both been involved in very <laughs> close races this past year, so... We sure have. 
Um, and the winner of Appalachian Organization or Nonprofit of the Year is Aspire Appalachia. They are funded primarily from individuals in the community, corporate donors, and Aspire Appalachia develops and operates programs to improve the livelihoods of people and animals in eastern Kentucky. A lot of eastern Kentucky people showed up for this, and they voted, voted, voted. Um, I, I looked at, at Aspire Appalachia. They're doing great work, saving animals in the region, helping people. Um, just the, every single one of these these groups is doing really important work for the region. Um, I mean, Apple Shop, as as many folks know, suffered a lot in, in the flood, lost a lot of historical um, memory of the region and are doing restoration on that. Um, they do media, Appalachian media, and help up-and-coming artists and, and people who uh, want to make documentaries and things like that. They're just so great. Um, Aspire Appalachia, we know Black by God, uh, the West Virginia run by Crystal Good, is is raising the platform and voices of Black West Virginians doing really important work in West Virginia. Um, and Hindman Settlement School bringing bringing so much of our folk life to our our neighbors and 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 preserving that so 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 many great nominees yeah i mean i don't have much else to really add to that you you pointed it out perfectly apple shop amazing staple organization black by god i think the first of its kind with what they're doing and and a really important resource for West Virginia and one that should be celebrated. EKY Mutual Aid, obviously, we've talked about that, very important. Heinemann Settlement School as well. Holler Health Justice and Peshka Calloway is a big part of that and former guest of this show. So check all of them out. With that, let's move on. I got Appalachian Rising Star. Callie, you are very familiar with this. If you guys did not, if you're not watching on on YouTube, I I flipped my hair in triumph. It was a well earned hair flip too, and it was very well <laughs> executed. I will say it was a, you know perfect Thank form, you. perfect form. So hopefully, whoever wins this, if they have hair, you can flip it. I'm giving mm-hmm. them permission. I'm speaking directly to you right now, winner of this award, Appalachia's Rising Star nominees: Ash or Ixia Vega. Stacy Fugit and Wallace Caleb Bates. The margin was redonkulous on this. Yeah, the winner only won by 05 percent. You talk. That's that's some Florida margins right that there. That is that's a Culver City, California measure VY <laughs> ballot initiative margins, and actually right. quite literally because it was point. Uh, actually, I think it was point oh five percent that we lost by. So never mind. Um, yeah, it makes me want to cry still. Wildly close margin, only half a percent. The winner, Kelly, who is it? The winner of Appalachia's Rising Star Award is Ash Orr, doing unreal work in the West Virginia State Legislature, taking on the assholes like Azinger day in and day out. And doing so with grace and humility in the face of so much douchiness in this state. Yeah. But a champion nonetheless. So, Ash, if you have hair that you can flip, by all means, flip it back and celebrate. And congratulations. Very well deserved. And all of the other nominees, very well deserved as well. Mm-hmm. But finally, the one that 
you all have been waiting for? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, this is the only one. The only one that every single person who voted had to vote on this award. I made this one a requirement. That's true. Only that and whether or not you want to be included on the newsletter, which I fucked (laughs) up midway through by not collecting emails until the very end. So uh, really feeling great about that one, but definitely feeling great about Appalachian of the Year. (laughs) Callie, the nominees, please. Yes, the, the nominees for Appalachian of the Year are Appalachian Forager, Ash Orr, Danielle Kirk and Philip Bowen, all nominees in other categories. Big, big deal. Uh, these are all great people, all wonderful. Three, three of the four we've had on the show. Uh, so, you know, going theme here. All incredible people in their own right, all deserve to win. Uh, we do have one winner, though. We do. There is a winner. There is Appalachian of the Year. And again, uh, to remind you all, the past winners of this, I think, were Dolly Parton and Tyler Childers. or No, Dolly Parton and Silas House, I want to say. Yeah, I think it was Silas House. So, so big company. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to announce the winner or do you want me to? I think you should. Oh, man. All right. Well, this is a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure, but and if I had an envelope, I'd open it right now. But Appalachian of the Year is who else but the Appalachian Forager Whitney herself doing the Lord's work on and off TikTok, going out there and teaching the kids how to how to fend for themselves in the wild wilderness of Appalachia and enjoy some mushrooms along the way. Very well earned, very well deserved, and happy to have her as our Appalachian of the Year. Yeah, I it's just so happy for all of these nominees. Um, they're all incredible people. They're all deserving of this award, and I'm very happy for Whitney. Um, I, You know, just nobody out there hustling harder than her. Thousands upon thousands of you that voted, that showed your support, and that campaigned for this. It's always a fun thing to do the awards, and this year was no different. In fact, it was our most successful one yet. We have you, the listener, to thank, so thank you all (laughs) so much. Support all these people, all these organizations, all these musicians, bands, whatever. We'll have them all linked. And um, and have a wonderful, splendid, amazing holiday season. Callie, any, any parting words to close out the final episode of the year? It's been a great year, y'all. I'm happy to be here, and I can't wait for what we dive into next year. I can't either. I'm excited, and I, I'm looking forward to all of you joining us in that journey as well. Thank you all, and have a wonderful rest of your year.